Hello, I'm Greg Howard Jr. and this is Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Each week I invite a special guest to talk about their life, news, politics, and anything else that may come up. Head over to the Patreon where you'll get the random questions game, a secret from my guest. You get some merch for being a loyal patron and you get this whole episode uncut and without this bit about joining the Patreon. So head over to patreon.com forward slash springbreak83 productions to join now. is being recorded at um, Bridge Street Town Center in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, we are recording it in my car um, because I am not a person who checks the weather. Um, so I did not anticipate it being uh, cold and rainy on Halloween weekend, even though apparently that is the trend for this part of Alabama. Um, I am here today with a maker of things, um, lots of things, a 3D printer enthusiast, maybe, um, best mustache in the Southeast, uh, one of my favorite people. Um, if you're a fan of drag queens, you have probably seen something that he's made on one of your favorites. Tony's here. Hi. Welcome to my car. Thank you. It's very comfortable. <laughs> Um, so on this podcast, we do love a good origin story. So, um, how did I start making stuff? Yeah. How did, actually, I want to go back okay. further than that. Mm -hmm. Um, tell me about the time when your parents met and how, <laughs> <laughs> no. I do have a really good story about that. Right. Um, yeah. So where did, where did the, the making of things begin? At a very, very young age. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my parents have always uh, helped foster my interest and creativity and desire to learn. And so even from the age of like, you know, 12 years old, I was building a Jurassic Park themed haunted house in the backyard. And my parents were cool with that. Oh, wow. And so I would have like a uh, Dilophosaurus and take a latex mask, put it over a rotating fan and then it looked like a rotating dinosaur head. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. Very and you were like like six or like... Like 12. Okay, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so through through high school and everything? Yeah, through that. And then in high school, I was able to get into technical theater. And that allowed me to express myself even further with building. And so my father taught me on the weekends of how to repair stuff with wood and around windows and painting and everything. So I could transfer that into technical theater of building sets. And that just blossomed. And then I started making more stuff and just kept going from there and there. And get bored. See something cool. <laughs> I want to make it. Let's figure out how to do it. Let's make surfboards. Oh, you did make surfboards. Yeah, did surfboards for about a summer. That's right. I wanted a surfboard. They were crazy expensive. And I thought, why should I spend $600 on a surfboard when I can spend 1200 and learn how to make it? In landlocked North Alabama. Exactly. You know, it's little known fact, North Alabama is a large surfing community. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'd love to see those swimsuits. It's true. It's true. The budgie smugglers. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's great. Glorious. So then, when I met you, the mustache wasn't a thing. 
No. When did, when did, how did that come about? It was like 2015 and it was no shave November. And so for that entire month, my boss was out of town and I was like, he would never allow this. (laughs) So I was like, let me just go ahead and grow like out all my facial hair. Did that. And then at the end of the month, started shaving everything down. I saw the mustache and I was like, oh, let's, let's let it grow a little bit. And it started growing and growing and it literally just grew on me. And everyone liked it, and I was like, "Okay, cool. Let's just keep it." It is a fantastic mustache. Um, it's it will be in the it will be in the promo pictures, <laughs> and when we get done recording, we'll take a selfie of me um, hanging from one of the handlebars. Um, it'll be fantastic. Yes, they're strong. So, how did the? Um, I have to apologize. I'm terribly unprepared for this episode. Usually I've got like a list of things. And when we set this recording date, I was like, it's Tony. It'll be fine. It'll be whatever. <laughs> you know, Tony's not going to expect shit from me. Tony knows me. <laughs> Tony is looking at me very disappointed. <laughs> so then you kind of blossomed into making drag queen things. Mm-hmm. Um, who is the most famous drag queen that's worn something of yours? Oh. Hmm. I built a cane for Landon Sider, and the cane was supposed to be collapsible. He was flying to Australia to do a show, a series of shows. And so um, he heard of me through Chad Michaels, and I designed this uh Ringmaster, like a circus master cane that you could unthread and fit inside of a suitcase beneath, you know, certain dimensions. And then when you screwed it together, you couldn't tell that it was a take apart piece. And so I'd say that. Yeah. That's awesome. I really don't follow drag. Like the new seasons of Drag Race. I've never seen an episode of Dragula. I just don't Didn't watch it. I feel like Landon won the season of Dragula. I did hear he that. Was on. Yeah. I yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's. I I haven't watched since I retired, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I just, you know, there it doesn't it's it's become it's become kind of the same every season. Like it's mm-hmm. it's very it's very expected. Um, you know, there's nothing new and exciting. Like I feel like maybe after season like 6 or 7, it just kind of after mm-hmm. well after Bob won, maybe, mm-hmm. is okay. when it just kind of, you know, it was predictable. Mm-hmm. So It's one of those systems, once you develop a good routine to make money, why change it? This is true. And, this is true. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> so, since we're on the subject of drag, mm-hmm. um, who is the most overrated drag queen? Oh, wow. Hmm. See, my my nature, my personality in general is I try not to offend anybody, and I really like... Fuck them. Yeah. Overrated drag queen. I don't know if overrated is the right word, or like some I'm just tired of hearing about. Um, oh, gosh. I can't even... I can't... You're going to have to like trim this down, because um, I'm just drawing a complete blank. Okay, who is the most overrated drag queen from the seasons of Drag Race that you've watched? Gotcha. (laughs) 
it's been so long since I've seen <laughs> one. Because, like, I really like Bianca Del Rio. She used to follow me on Instagram before I deleted my account and started a new one. She was awesome. I smoked pot with Lagandra Strangio in Austin and didn't know it was her at the time. I mean, I feel like everybody's got a story like that. Yeah, I just didn't know. I didn't know what was in the pen either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not good at this. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just like, ah, okay, it's queen. Mm. Okay. What is, what's a song that you would like to never see a drag queen perform ever again? Just Dance by Lady Gaga. <laughs> you know, funny enough, <laughs> when I decided I was going to ask you the question about overrated drag queens, I thought I knew your answer. Oh, see, I didn't even think about her anymore. Look at you. Yeah. Like, that's just not even a consideration. We're not going to name and shame this person. No. I mean, I might in the outro, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if she's doing anything anymore. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get yeah. there. Um, I mean, it makes sense. I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're, like, making dinosaur skulls mm -hmm. on the 3D printer? Yeah, that's my current passion for the past, I guess, couple years has been, like, the heavy focus on it. And it's just been, I love dinosaurs, love Jurassic Park. I was in third grade, 1993, I think it was September. And that's when I saw Jurassic Park and whew, it did something to me. And so <laughs> immediately afterwards, my mother takes me to the bookstore. I get books on genetics. Uh, Francis Crick had a uh, basis of Jurassic Park, stuff like that, DNA. Then mom is able to schedule me a field trip personally to research genetics in Huntsville. Oh, wow. Which is now the Hudson Alpha Institute for Biotechnology. And I was able to meet Mr. Jim Hudson. Oh, wow. At Research Genetics back in 1993. Remember vividly. I still have their magnet on my fridge. Holy that says, shit. Uh, ResGen, R-E-S-G-E-N. That's cool as shit. And now they're the huge, you know, yeah. DNA type facility. It's incredible. For those of you listening, every time a story comes out um, about scientists discovering a way to make Jurassic Park a reality, Tony gets so fucking excited about it. We're so close. We're so close to it. <laughs> like, if we can just have, I think it was $60 million, we can have a chickenosaurus. Because all you have to do is go into a chicken, flip a couple switches, and you have a chickenosaurus. But why, though? Why not? Why? I mean, I can tell you why not. Because there have been six fucking films <laughs> about why this is a bad idea. But see, I see the opposite. I see it's a great idea. You know, think of how much we can learn. Think of how much we can cure with other diseases. This is how six of those fucking <laughs> movies started. <laughs> think of what we could learn. And then thousands of people die. That's true. We can't, isn't we, that many. We can't even get fucking people to take a free shot. And you want to unleash dinosaurs, sir. On the people that don't want to get a shot? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll, get them all free tickets to Jurassic Park. That's right. The real Jurassic Park experience. <laughs> Chickenosaurus. Chickenosaurus. No, really. It's like this like, one little gene, one little uh, thing kind of flip. And the arm, the, the wing turns into an arm. Like that finger pops out. You can, you can watch it as the chicken's developing. 
like as it's normally growing, you can see it start to poke out, and then that gene flips on and it tucks back in. Holy shit. That's... Mm-hmm. Well, because they found that, like, raptors are closer to chickens than they are, like, lizards. and Hollow bones. Mm-hmm. Covered in feathers. Mm-hmm. So like a drag queen. Hollow yeah. bones, covered in feathers, mm-hmm. you know, kind of obnoxious, a little deadly. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> so Huntsville is kind of a, a, a big town um, that cannot sustain a gay bar. Why do you think that is? The right person hasn't come around to properly manage it. It's going to take someone with a good or a secure bankroll because of all the different licensing you have to get into. You're going to have to create a venue that is an experience and not just a place, a building with a liquor license that caters to gay people. You have to create that type of warm, welcoming experience. And it's not about being overly flashy, but creating a destination, a memorable place. And you could put AstroTurf on the walls, the neon sign. People love it because I see it in almost every single bar in Nashville. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's it's become it's become a staple because I've seen like on Instagram, my friends from Atlanta, every fucking one of them is in front of an astroturf wall with some kind of neon sign. Most of them are Mean Girls quotes. Uh huh. Yep. Um, and it's it's like the thing. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I could probably make astroturf headboards with neon and make a killing. And that is how you, okay, that moment right there is how most of my projects go. It's some stupid idea, and I'm like, let's see if I can make money doing it. That's actually fucking brilliant, though. Like, I, I really like that idea. I would, I mean, I, I have an antique bedside, so, I mean, I, yeah. I personally wouldn't buy one. Mm-hmm. But there will be some gay listening to this podcast who is... A nightstand covered in AstroTurf. Coffee table, AstroTurf. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. The nightstand like could have a lamp built in that looks like a tree or some shit. Sure could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what you're doing tonight. I am <laughs> designing. <laughs> I just like making stuff. That's all it boils down to. The whole drag queen me making drag queen stuff. I was dating a drag queen. I saw that the prices were exorbitant for costumes, and I was like, "Well, grandma, my grandmother taught me how to sew. Let's do it." So I picked up a sewing machine and got some fabric. Then from there, it's like, okay, we need to do spandex. So we need to use a serger, something that will a, a good, secure a stitch. And so bought one of those and expanded some more. Then all of a sudden, I was like, let's make some extra money doing this. And so I started selling patterns and costumes themselves, how to make drag jewelry, started selling rhinestones, things like that. And But then after me and the ex kind of parted ways, and it was kind of way before that, too. I kind of get just burned out on it on the whole scene and industry yeah. and I was just like, oh, this is, this is enough. And so now I might sew a little bit and I've thought about getting back into costuming, but I think if I make something, I'm just going to make it and just post it and say, this is the size it is. This is the price just to get that expressiveness out and not take like custom orders like I used to. I feel like how much money did you make on those like fake nail holders? Oh, that was awesome. Because I feel like everybody and their fucking dog had one. Yeah, that was insane. And those, yeah, there was the, didn't make much. In fact, I probably lost money. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a lot, you know, a couple hundred. But 
it was one of those projects where it's like the margins were like razor thin. Oh, okay. And the only way I could keep up or actually make a profit would be to go with uh, plastic injection molding. And I'd have to have a mold made, and that's like $5,000. That goes over to China. They do the injection molding and then ship the parts over here. And it was, you know, yeah, it might cost me 30 cents a piece, but by the time the freight and packaging and everything else, then it's out the door like it. I think I ran numbers and it was like eleven twenty five, eleven fifty, something like that. And then you sell it for nineteen ninety five, but then that's retail, so really you're selling to the wholesaler at fifteen bucks, or you're only making five dollars on it. Damn. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole lot of like layer of stuff, whether it's gonna make make money or not. Do you because at one point you were the manager of one of the bars here in town, do you, mm-hmm. and I know you just said you got burnt out, but do you ever miss it? Oh yeah. I do. Um I think I've been to a couple drag shows since, and that's been great, running to familiar faces and everything else. But I do miss the behind-the-scenes, helping someone get ready, having everything planned out, uh, costumes ready, running on stage, grabbing the ones, taking them back. You know, that was always it. That was always fun. I won't lie. I, I miss it, too. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, a song will come on the radio, and I'll get an idea, and I'll go, oh, shit. Oh, no, I don't do that anymore. Mm, or like yeah. I'll, I'll catch a wild hair and I've kept one pair of heels and I'm like maybe maybe I'll cruise through Atlanta one mm-hmm. week and you know just twirl around and I put those heels on and my ankles and my knees go nah bitch sit down you're done <laughs> you are done sir uh, getting old is the worst oh, it fucking sucks <laughs> so now you're based in Nashville um <laughs> What what took you up there? Work. So the company I work for got bought out uh, last year. And they said, hey, we have a position at our corporate office in purchasing. Would you like to do that? We'll move you up there. So oh, nice. I was like, oh, okay. That sounds great. You know, because after then, it's been a few months since the whole uh, ending of the relationship and everything. And I thought, this is good. This is good timing. Yeah. And so did that moved up there in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) you know as one does you know uh which actually housing was a little bit cheaper there's there was no traffic for the first several months awesome however couldn't do anything because everything was pretty much closed yeah as it should and i went to work i went to the grocery store and just until the past three months have i been starting to get out more and explore the city but it's fun i've enjoyed it so what's your what's your favorite place in atlanta right now in atlanta or Nashville. Nashville. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What's your, what's your favorite place in Atlanta, too? Fuck it. Ikea. Right on. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. solid answer. Mm-hmm. And then for Nashville, it'd have to be Chopper. I'm Chopper. not familiar with Chopper. Yeah. So Chopper is on Stratton over in East Nashville. Okay. They are a robot-themed tiki bar. Oh, wow. Yes. So tons of tropical, heavy-on-the-rum-type drinks with about half of the ingredients I can't pronounce, nor do I know what they are. Right on, right on. And everything tastes amazing. They have one that they light on fire, the robo-zombie. The robo-zombie. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So what's your least favorite place in Nashville? <sighs> emissions. Yeah, the emissions for my car. Because <laughs> I have to go tomorrow, too. <laughs> it's the end of the month. Oh, shit. And... Once a year, we have to go and sit in our cars that generally don't produce that much, given the size of them, you yeah. know, 
I'll get to something in a second. And so I have to sit there in the line. It's nine bucks. Okay, done. Now I can renew my tags. What frustrates me is the vehicles that are over like a certain weight class don't have to have their emissions checked. Like the big dump trucks. You know, the things that have the big smoke that shoot right. out the stacks. They're exempt. That's... But my little, you know, four-door eco-sedan. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Now, granted, there's more of us than there are them. Right, so right. So I get that. But it's just one of those funny little things that, yeah, there's probably some logic behind it, but at the same time, mm. But I feel like those are, like, on the road more. So yeah, running nonstop. Yeah, like... But, yeah. That's the thing I hate about it. That's the one thing I hate. One place, the missions. That's fair. That's that's completely fair. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hate Broadway. I love Broadway. Do you? I secretly love Broadway. Well, it's not so much of a secret now. I love a burning dumpster fire. Did, okay, and that's and tragic decisions. That's 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 fair. That's that's completely fair. You can't pick a better place to either stand on the sidewalk or sit at Assembly Food Hall having gosh sushi if you wanted to looking over on a broadway and seeing a drunk bachelorette on an electric scooter just face plant into the sidewalk i think when i lived in nashville my my favorite memory from living there is i was on broadway one night with this guy i was dating and we were i forget where we were um but we looked out the window and as per usual bachelorette party you know they've got they've all got the matching sashes mm-hmm. and the cute little rhinestone cowgirl hats and we look out the window just enough time to see this chick throw up into the cowboy hat <laughs> and then put it back on i love it it was it was the best i need that on a postcard <laughs> right <laughs> welcome to nashville now go home yes <laughs> Nashville hot chicken. Good? Well, yes. Do yeah. it. I am slowly working my way up the Hattie B scale. Yeah. Um, Princess is the, is the original. Highly recommend it. But something about the sides at Hattie B's. They're macro, the pimento macaroni and cheese. See, I'm not a pimento person. Okay. See, the the heat from the chicken, is for me, is calmed from the macaroni and cheese from the dairy. Excuse, <clears throat> excuse me. Inside of it. But... I'm at level hot right now. Yeah. One day I want to hit the shut the cluck up. Nice. Yeah. But as long as my toilet paper's in the freezer before I go eat. Because <laughs> <coughs> I'm going to need it. So have you done like a Predators game or a Titans game? I've not. No, really? not yet. Yeah. Just recently, you know, they started, you know, going yeah. back and everything. And they're requiring uh, uh, proof of vaccination at the door and everything. Right. You know, and so it's great. I really want to go. There's a soccer game coming up. I thought about going it's on like a Sunday. Oh. Because they have Nashville Soccer Club. Oh, wow. Yeah. They have a soccer club? That's mm-hmm. awesome. I stalk the Predators players on social media. I want to be a hockey wife. You have a chance? Isn't one of them? Didn't one of them come out? I, I feel like it. I, I feel like I saw that. Someone in hockey did. Yeah. I hope it was Nashville. I think it was Nashville. I think it was Nashville. We're going to fact check this. Yes, we are. I'm fact checking it as we speak. Actually, I got I want to say I saw it like on the local news. And I also got a text from my brother. So I had to see what that is. <laughs> All right. Google Nashville 
gay hockey. Nashville gay hockey player is the first thing that came up. Oh, there we go. Luke uh, Prokop? Prokop? Okay. Oh, he's a prospect. Um, according to ESPN, this was oh over the summer, over the summer. Okay, okay. he was a prospect. Right. Um, I mean, they're saying he's the first player under an NHL contract to come out. Okay. Um, let's see. Nineteen, good for him. Hmm. And then there was the uh, soccer player from um. Yes. Australia That's uh, right. a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's gorgeous. He is so gorgeous. Um, he's not actually from Australia, which is hmm. whatever. Um, it makes sense. Um, oh, that's, yeah. Oh, okay. So Prokop is, I assume that's how you pronounce his name. Like there's mm-hmm. no pronunciations mm-hmm. anywhere in these stories. Um, so Luke, should you hear this? I apologize if I'm butchering your name. <laughs> um, Oh, he's six foot four, right-handed. He's from Good. Edmonton. Um, third round pick by the Predators in 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he says, I was lying in bed one night and had just deleted a dating app for the fourth or fifth time, and I was extremely frustrated because I couldn't be true, t- couldn't be my true, authentic self. Okay. Hmm. All right. Good, Good for him. Good for oh, he he. he Luke, Luke, I'm sorry. You look like boiled ham, man. Oh no! Like yeah, it's it's a little unfortunate. That's a horrible photo of him. Yeah, it's true. Hang on, we're gonna Google a f- picture of him <laughs> just to make just to make sure that my um, assumption that he looks like boiled ham is correct. Um. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. If you didn't enjoy this episode, why the fuck are you even still here? If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at don'tmakethisweirdpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at SB83Productions, on Instagram at SpringBreak83Productions. Don't Make This Weird is a Spring Break 83 production.